Hello everyone, welcome to Spoiler Alert, Home Edition, a weekly radio show for movie and television lovers. As always, please beware of spoilers, otherwise you may find out that Cinderella's birds and mice sue the pants off her in an unpaid labor lawsuit. That's right, this week we are talking all things Disney Princess. I'm joined by a lovable raccoon, Jeremy Legui, evil stepmother, Sonia Stanger, and an extra special guest, Genevieve Cooper. Hi, guys. Hey. hey. Hi. Jen, thanks for joining us on this very special Zoom today. Mm-hmm. It's such a pleasure to have you. It's such a pleasure to be here, finally. Yeah. <laughs> Jen has been... <laughs> Jenna's been wanting to be on the show. <laughs> We've been sleeping on Jen. <laughs> and you know what? You're welcome. We're, you're um, so welcome to be here. Forced her Ooh. way in almost like someone just did moments ago on the Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> One of Jeremy's students just like barged in and was like, hey. <laughs> uh, it was a good moment. It was the best yeah, thing that's great. ever happened to me. Okay, you guys. Who is your who is your favorite Disney princess? Of which there's a lot. Mm-hmm. Or maybe less or, than we think. I guess we'll get or to Or only that. twelve, depending on who you want to talk to. Well, there's there's different schools of thought, I think. Anyway, mm-hmm. who's your who's your favorite princess? Jen? Jen, do you want to go first since <laughs> you're the guest? Sure. Okay. Well, I would say currently my favorite princess is Elsa, for sure. Mm. Oh, of course. When I was growing up as a young, impressionable child, I would say probably Ariel. I liked Ariel. Yeah, classic. Yeah, nice. I think I was a uh, a Belle-Ariel hybrid kind of gal. Which um, part of Ariel did you take? The top well, or the bottom? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously the bottom for swimming abilities for now. Um I okay. I have a theory that Ariel might have ADHD, which l- listeners may know that I have ADHD. Um, I am one of those people who loves to ascribe things like personality traits and illnesses to characters. Um, and so I really, I, I rewatched uh, Little Mermaid recently, and I really just like identified and enjoyed her like spaciness and forgetfulness and sort of just like wonderment about the world while forgetting about the important life things that she has to do and so i really enjoyed that and then obviously Belle because she loves books um also listeners don't know that sonia recently dyed her hair red too mm-hmm. right. oh. i was gonna gal. say ariel because of the hair but <laughs> your reason is better <laughs> also that uh from from uh being a parent of a a small a uh, female child, so I have seen many of these dozens of times now, especially since the quarantine has begun. Uh, the best one is uh, Rapunzel from Tangled, mm. and I will I will lay down uh, uh, a field of fire. Oh, we've been watching that one too a lot. It's a good one. Yeah. Tell us about it's, it's Rapunzel. Probably, uh, Rapunzel obviously uh, uh, has magical hair that can heal people. And oh. <laughs> uh, she essentially has the worst case of stock- Stockholm syndrome that has ever been depicted. And uh, the woman who believes, who she believes is her mother, locks her in a tower, and her hair grows to seventy feet long, and it itself becomes sort of a character uh, in in the story and tool as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, adventures abound. But uh, from a story and character perspective, she's definitely you know there's a lot of guilt. A lot of unnecessary guilt, a lot of uh, 
you know, ambition and different uh, interesting things going on. But uh, and, uh, you know, the hair. Yeah, she's they, she's also really funny. How do yeah, they make absolutely. the uh, the woman that locked her away seem not like a villain, or is she a villain? She is a villain. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's yeah the villain. absolutely, yeah. But uh, she's also like for you know eighty percent of the film, she thinks that she is her mother. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So she just thinks she's a really strict parent, basically. And as far as I can tell, she's never had another interaction with another human being, just a a, a chameleon. Yeah, she's remarkably well adjusted when you take that into consideration. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, she should have many more problems. Yeah, there should be a there should be a tangled two where she's just alone in a room trying to acclimate to the just getting being on the planet. Yeah, <laughs> dark, dark, dark. <laughs> Sean, um, who's yours? So mine, because I'm a I'm obviously an '80s baby. Uh, I'm an Ariel yeah. first and foremost. Um, she. Seemingly is the best singer. She is the the baby of a bunch of sisters, and they still make her the star of the show. Um, and yeah, she's curious and she's feisty. She does have um, a problem with just abandoning her entire family <laughs> and saying, see you later. I'm living with Prince Eric now. They weren't that close. Yeah, they I weren't that not. nice to her. No. What? Athena and... <laughs> Adrena, Adrena, all these—I forget all their names. They have wild names. Um, yeah, I guess you're right. They weren't that nice, but still, blood is family is blood, or whatever. <laughs> blood is thicker than seawater. Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. seawater and I thick, do, it's very salty. I do have a theory about her singing ability, and that's because that you know she's been exchanging water, which is so much heavier than air. So you know, to be a good singer in water, you would be an amazing singer. In air. Well, who knows if gills have the same sort of resonant quality that a lung would mm-hmm. either. So Yeah, like does she have lungs? Now I'm thinking about this. I assume it's like a like a bladder exchange system where the water goes in, gets de- deoxygenated and then comes out. Because there's no there's no throat gills. Wow. We see nothing. I did not expect to hear bladder exchange system today. <laughs> <laughs> who did? <laughs> Um, I don't I, think I did. I don't I, think I did either. I recently heard a very interesting theory that I really enjoyed, um, which is this woman who's an artist who I follow on social media, whatever, um, uh, was doing some illustrations for a project of mermaids, and so she was doing like different research about you know how they would look and um, like different depictions, and she postulated that if mermaids did exist, they would be fat. Because um, any marine animal that is basically like a mammal and has anything resembling human skin has like a thick level, uh, a thick layer of blubber to protect them from the cold ocean. So I think it's time for us to have a little, a little mermaid remake where she's fat. I like that. That's what I would like to see. The the, the little fat mermaid. Yeah, I love it. Uh, <laughs> not so little mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> what qualities makes um, a character, a Disney princess. Hmm. Because I was kind of, I was doing some research today and there's some like very like solid ones that I think Disney itself puts in. Like it has to be the primary role in a Disney or Pixar, um, mm-hmm. which, which excludes all of Ariel's sisters who should technically all be Disney princesses, but since they're not <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the star Adrena does not get it. Um, they have to be human, which is the 
uh, Nala Erasure, Maid Mary yeah. Erasure. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have to uh, be born royal, marry royal, or in Mulan's case, just do one crazy heroic act. Um, and they also have to be, the box office success has to be just so that it's popular, but it's not so popular that they can't spin it into another franchise like they do with Frozen. Because Elsa and Anna, I think they were princesses, but then once they were like, got their own franchise, they're like, wait, you're not in a print, you're not a princess franchise anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not on the list. There's a lot of politics. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Disney. Yeah, plus plus I have, like, because Jasmine is not the main character of Aladdin. Right. So by technically, wow. does she fit? Just saying. You want to boot Jasmine out? I think she should because we're lacking in color in the <laughs> Princess Pantheon. Mm-hmm. So we need Jasmine, despite how problematic that depiction is. Um, but <laughs> at, let's just make an, let's make a, let's make an exception for Jasmine. Well, I mean, on the she's on the official list, oh, there which you go. is is what I'm going by. So, um, otherwise, what else? What else do all the princesses got going on? Uh, I do feel like, and sometimes it's incredibly overt. There is some sort of connection to like the natural world. Yeah, like they all have some inherent ability or friend that gives them that grounding oh they all talk Uh, to animals they love them pretty much yeah they're obsessed yeah yeah i feel like it almost like comes back to a like pastoral or like kind of this this concept of like virginity and like nature kind of intermingling there's some weird Mm kind of like essential femininity stuff there pure pureness (laughs) yeah exactly yeah um I guess also they all kind of uh, are like going through some kind of personal transformation or growth, which is actually one of the things I like about the princess movies is that they are focused, you know, within like love confines, Um, (laughs) (laughs) like within a marriage story still usually, um, they are still focused on like the kind of development or like growth or maturation of the princess, which I think is interesting. Yeah. A coming of age tale. Yeah, exactly. Because also, these gals are young. Yeah. 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 Real, real young. They're like 14. <laughs> but like also strangely physically developed in some ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I, I was kind of reading a bit how Merida, the like Scottish redhead one, she, they originally drew her like very, I, I forget what, how, what the order it was, but at one point they had her very like, childlike and scrappy and tomboy-y and then the next round was her just very sexy yeah so voluptuous yeah Hmm. and i think they maybe went back to the like original the og artistry because people were like yeah what's going on someone was like oh hey hey gene don't forget she's a child right and he was like oh man sorry i was thinking about my other job yeah and then he <laughs> my yeah. fantasy work straight straighten some of those curves you know me at all north out. american culture hey everybody <laughs> let's just remember <laughs> these are children but yeah mm-hmm. um so because there's also i was making a list of gals that did not make uh the princess list like um Kida from Atlantis. Mm. She didn't make it because Atlantis 
sucked and nobody went to see it. <laughs> I was going to say, like, who the hell are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, I like. Hey, I like that. Movie. Yeah, I like that I liked movie it quite too. a bit, actually. Yeah, I think she was used. She like was a princess in like one or two things, and then they were like, eh, nobody even knows who she is. <laughs> She's too tough, honestly. Yeah. Um, also, Meg from Hercules. They like oh. tried to make happen for a bit, and then oh. all of a sudden they're like. Mm. I love Meg. Uh, yeah, she's a great character. I like sure. Meg too. I had a like a McDonald's plate? toy. Oh of, yeah. Well, I did have all those plates. <laughs> um, but she was like an action figure, and yeah. she was like so teensy. Like she, her waist was like um, a centimeter. Um, who else? Oh, and Esmeralda and Alice. <gasps> Oh yeah! They sometimes oh, Alice. pop in. Yeah, no, I I oh, didn't even yes. think of them for this. Cause she's not royal, but like she fits kind of all the other criteria. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean Mulan's not royal. That's right? true. Yeah, yeah. They now, make... I think they're picking and choosing based mm-hmm. on some of the factors Sean's talking about more than. Yeah, I think you know. a lot of it is just down to like how marketable it is. Right, and Who like likes if it? people don't respond, yeah. yeah, yeah. If it sells, it's gonna be a princess mm-hmm. now. Yeah, but if it does too good, then it can be on its own legs, like Anna and Elsa, and then you can still have the princess be like another, you know, another grouping of intellectual property. Yeah. Which business-wise is a good decision, but. And we cannot argue with Disney's business. Nope. They know, well, they know no. their way. <laughs> um, what qualities of a Disney princess would you change if you could? I think it would just be some of the, like, reliance on beauty and the assumption of beauty as, like, value. Because I think there are a few examples where, like, their beauty ends up being kind of, like, what saves them because someone falls in love with them. And so I think it would just be, like, um, you know, especially with some of the older princesses, like, I would like to know more about who those people are. Like, I'd like some more depth for them. Yeah, those early ones are fully just, like, I'm very kind. Like, yeah. that's my thing. All mm-hmm. I do, like, Aurora and Snow White are, like, I'm just very lovely and kind. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, the 80s and 90s ones are, like, adventurous and, yeah. you know. Have, Spunky. Even though they're still, you know, get, selling out their family. But... <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, and I, I, Jen, do you have anything? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. The the focus on beauty and the focus of, um, other, like getting their happiness from something else, mm, like a yeah. man, or you know, becoming the perfect kind of picture. Yeah. Sometimes that I. That's why I like Elsa now mm-hmm. after yeah, watching not it a... 300 times this week <laughs> <laughs> both of them each time there's not a lot of princesses that don't uh, have and i think that extends too to like oh. huh mm-hmm. yeah Oh, Sean's Sean's lagging out. I'm just going to talk, Sean. Anyway, but I, I and I agree with both of you guys because I think the one that sticks out in that regard is Moana yeah. with the complete lack of uh, a love interest. 
I was going to Which say, is very refreshing. Moana yeah. is one of my favorites, too. Yeah, same. Yeah. And uh, I think they could move that way with a lot of them. And I also feel like Moana oh, is voiced by a teenager. Yes, which none that's of so true. Saw. Yeah, like, wasn't the woman who did Ariel, like, 40? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> like, not quite, but, like, she was older. Um, but, I mean, there's, you know, there's some logic in hiring a voice actor. Oh, totally. Right? Like, like, you know, a person, and, you know, there's also a lot of logic of hiring someone of a particular race mm. and age to play that, you know, race and age, but. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that about Moana, and I, I think she's so great. She's so, like, yeah, there's something so, I feel like that movie is very nurturing for the soul. Maybe I'll go watch Ooh. it. <laughs> Yeah, the the gals that don't have a man because Merida also doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just right, like, but it's just it's adventure. it's still an an element of her story though. Like she's resisting against that mm-hmm. notion. That's yeah, that's true. right. Yeah. So it's still in there. Whereas Moana, like it's not even at all it doesn't part even come of it. Up. You know, it, even family is like loosely fitting mm-hmm. in Moana. What if her and um, Maui, The Rock. Fall in love. No! <laughs> Sean just ruins like... the whole thing. Sean, it's Thousands not time. Of years old. Yeah, it's not time for our Twilight episode yet. We don't need ancient <laughs> immortals falling in love with children. <laughs> what would I change? That one princess that everybody likes will make her like every other princess. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, Sean, um, no. That's gross. Okay, so speaking of Moana, who has mm-hmm. a a dumb chicken friend. I love um, him. <laughs> what's the deal? What's the deal with these animal sidekicks? Why don't they have real friends? Well, I think it's a little comedic relief. A bit, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Kids like it's partly them. just yeah to keep kids' attention. Mm-hmm. You know, no anyone can watch a movie about a bunch of people talking. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Give me a talking crab. And fish, and well, a silent chameleon that can seemingly communicate fully with a human being. But uh, yeah, um, yeah. Are there is, any of them who don't have one? I was gonna say, is there any Disney princess that can't talk to animals? I I don't know or how. Belle. Like, yeah. I guess the Beast. <laughs> I know, but they're all. <laughs> well, Merida has candlesticks really and stuff, but she yeah, doesn't talk yeah. to animals. I guess Merida I mean, has her mom. Technically, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, Tiana technically becomes an animal. Oh yeah. So she talks yeah. to other animals, but you know, and I don't know. I, I don't haven't know where watched that, that one in a while. I just watched that for the first time this week. The music's good. It was fun. It's um, I've never seen a a Disney princess in like modern times. Oh yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I like the in mo- I really modern like, times. I really like, well, like the clothes. Eighty years ago, but modern yeah. times. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it also comes back to that that thing about like the natural world, and um, it's like a it's like a manifestation of that like kindness and purity, like because their their spirits are so pure, they can attract these animals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I also think there's sort of a. I don't know. I don't know exactly what you call it, like a writing mechanism mm. where you can get tools by choosing an animal to like solve problems later on. So again, entangled, she has the chameleon friend, but the horse Maximus is much more, 
you know, active, right? Like he's like a, a key player in all the things that happen. Mm -hmm. So by including him, you know, you get people to where they need to be quicker and stuff. So, and apparently the hair will just get her out of any situation. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. you have no idea. That that hair can be used as a you know, as a screwdriver, uh, a wrench, uh, an elevator, uh -huh. probably an escalator, a serving utensil. Uh, you know, and it heals people from death. So yeah, the healing properties, I yeah, weird. Yeah, maybe she's born with it. It's because of a magic flower. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she's mother it. Maybe it's a magic flower. Exactly. Um, I think that might be the worst joke I've ever said. I really liked it. You guys, a little off topic, but who is the most attractive Disney prince? Prince Eric. Uh, I know the definitive answer to this question, so I'm going to let you two go, and then I'll tell you. Jeremy, you don't have a definitive answer? I do. I do have <laughs> oh, okay. the definitive answer, yeah. For me, it's a tie between Prince Eric and Finn. Uh, Finn? Is that his name? Wow, you don't even know Finn him. Flynn. <laughs> Flynn Ryder. Flynn. Flynn. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, those, that's the exact two that I was saying, too, when I was thinking about it. There but Eric probably wins. Yeah. Although now yeah. that I'm older, I feel like I've outaged all the princes, which is... Yeah, you're like twice as old as all the princes. <laughs> I feel like they're like such an indiscriminate age, though. Yeah. Oh, man, look at this 14-year-old boy with his chiseled <laughs> yeah, chin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A teenager with, like, a hugely hairy chest. A full size <laughs> body. Um, I think I'm, I've always obviously been an, an Eric fan. It's just but, correct. Uh, but I was really, had a, a big case for Prince Naveen from Princess and the Frog. Oh, yeah. He I was, when he was, he like, playing a, little, playing a little ukulele and doing a, a little oh. jazz tap routine, I was into well, it. He probably has a little bit more personality than the other Disney princes, too. Like, he's got a little fun in him. Yeah. Yeah. A little French accent. Yeah. I mean, he's got, he's got, you know, a few layers. Yeah. I also kind of am attracted to Kristoff, which I think is sad. <laughs> wow. Is he not fully a villain? No, no. Isn't Kristoff the... Yeah, he's the, the good guy. The good You're thinking guy of Prince Frozen? Han. No, I'm not thinking oh. of Prince Han. No, no. Sean is oh, thinking yeah. of Prince Han. Yeah. Uh, of the fine. yeah, yeah of the Southern Isles. Uh, okay, <laughs> that's correct. All right, Jeremy. Uh, what yeah. is this? So, uh, so while while Sean is, is partially frozen here, I'm going to tell you guys uh, what Disney did. Stop. <laughs> 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 All right, for those who who can't see, Sean totally froze, and we have no idea what he did. But now he's just touching his nose so gently. <laughs> And I cannot wait to hear the recording of how this goes. <laughs> it might be a mess. It might be a mess. Anyway, anyway, for Eugene Flynn Rider, they brought in women in droves to make him the most attractive they could. And uh, I looked it up. It was like, it was upwards of 180 women. <laughs> what did the women do? I don't understand. Focus group after focus group after focus group. Oh. And they pieced him together from Brad Pitt's you know, butt chin to George Clooney's uh, cheekbone. Like they, they, they bit by bit, they put that man together. I love that's it. a they weird went through job. the effort, and it shows. They did. Oh, that's yeah, so Disney go. of them. <laughs> like really, it's true. It's true. It's and it's kind of evil, but also 
Like, I'm not mad. Well, it's definitely over the top. <laughs> I personally am not mad. <laughs> Thank you for God, going I guess Thank I should you. be getting Thank some you. eyes on Flynn. You gotta get some eyeballs on Flynn Rider, <laughs> whose full name is Eugene. <laughs> Eugene Flynn Rider. I feel like it's, he's getting you guys all flustered. Like he is. Like him. I'm a little sweaty right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm. St- I am statistically attracted to that man, depending on how much Michael Fassbender is in him. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that, that's where I. Well, at. who hasn't Michael Fassbender been in? Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Oh God, Sean. Circle gets the square. Circle gets the square. <laughs> um, oh God. Okay, well, I think it's time to hear a little word from our sponsors. <laughs> um, we'll give you a little kiss when you know it's time to wake up. Uh, we'll be back on 91.3 uh, CJTR Regina Community Radio. <laughs> Bye. Welcome back to Spoiler Alert. We'll be talking more Disney princesses in a minute, but first we'll play a little game lovingly called The Game. It's game time, people. Oh. I couldn't think of anything funny to do. You guys, just give me a, give me a couple uh, air horns. Give me something here. Yeah, I thought about that. I thought about that, and then I was like, "Girl, can't hit those notes." <laughs> uh, for, those who, for those who don't know, or if you're just listening to this podcast for the first time, the game is where I spend probably around forty minutes this week looking for a title related to our topic that these three have not seen. I tell them the title. They tell me what they think it's about. I tell them what it's really about, and we all have a great time. Sean, Sonia, Jen, are you ready to play the game? Yes! Yes. This week's title is Sophia the First, Once Upon a Princess. That title again, Sophia the First, Once Upon a Princess. Sean, would you care to... uh... Oh, sure. Um, So I believe it is about the origin of the name Sophia. (laughs) The very very first Sophia, as it were. Um, Mm -hmm. And her parents tried to name her something else, but uh, a small bird like landed on the baby and just cheaped the word Sophia. And so they were like, oh, it has to be it. And so then as she grows older, she goes on a quest to find out the origin of her name and, you know, see, see what made her her. Cute. Okay. Thank you. Jen, yeah. do you want to go or do you want to go last? Uh, I'll go last. Okay. <laughs> That's the last. <laughs> Um, okay, so Sophia is a Greek name, which is, uh, it's the Greek word for wisdom. Um, I know that because oh my, my name is based on that name. So that's oh. a fun fact. Um, it's like a variation. Um, so I think Sophia the first, yada yada, tale of a princess, um, is about the daughter of um, an ancient Greek oracle and an ancient Greek god. And so she's a demigod, not unlike Hercules. Um, and basically she just has to go on like a knowledge journey to spread wisdom around ancient Greece. Wow. wow. Okay. Thank you. Knowledge yeah, thank journey. You. Knowledge okay. journey. Yeah. There you go. My brain uh, is tired, Jen? you guys. <laughs> 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 really Jen, what, what is Sophia the first once upon a princess all about? Well, I guess I'm just going to go with the obvious here. A modern day princess. Oh. discovering a little bit of um princess diary kind of thing with Anne Hathaway. Happening. I like that. Oh, surprise, mm-hmm. you're a princess. Um and it's crazy cuz you're so modern and <laughs> cuz you were born in 2007. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. 
But you're right. Yikes. <laughs> but I also have to finish this high school final. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> and then, of course, she meets a man that maybe could be a prince, but probably isn't right for her. But mm. in the end, they are together. Aww. Wow. Very That's touching. Okay. All right. I was worried about that one, but uh, you guys were not close in any way, shape, or form, so that's great. Uh, I'm just going to straight up read you the entire plot entry from uh, www.disneyprincess.fandom.com. Okay? All right. Uh, so, uh, this is Sophia the First, Once Upon a Princess. Uh, when her mother marries the king, Sophia becomes a member of the royal family and moves into the Grand Palace. She attends... She attends a preparatory school under the tutelage of fairies, Flora, Fauna, and Meriwether, (gasps) in order to train for her new role as princess. With the help of a magic amulet that helps her talk to animals and the appearance of Cinderella, Sophia adjusts to her new surroundings and tries to form a bond with her initially reluctant stepsister, Amber. Amber? Amber? Princess Amber? All right. Uh, so if you're into that kind of stuff, I suggest you check it out. The animation is atrocious <laughs> and made very cheaply. It's a made-for-TV movie, which then got spun into a show. I did not. Uh, she's sure not animated. a Disney princess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, the game is, of course, lovingly brought to you by the biggest theater in town, the Kramer IMAX Theater at the Saskatchewan Science Center at over 837 spirit bears tall. Okay, I looked this up today, you school. guys. It's 52 feet tall and it's 73 <laughs> feet wide. So that's I like, big. I like my approximations of how big it is. But um, How many times could we... you coil... Uh, oh my god, what's her name? Guys, the one with the hair. Rapunzel? Thank you. Yeah. The I'm one losing with the it. Hair. I'm one, losing it. How many times it's, it's, could you coil her hair around that screen? Probably, well, it's... it's her hair is only as wide as the screen, really, so it's oh. probably like one. You know, it's not it's not huge, but it's still it's still admirable. But um, Kramer IMAX Theater, oh how we miss you and all of your theater brethren in town sitting there. I assume the movies are still just playing with no one there. Yeah, I assume that they're just going. <gasps> what we should break in. to do an after dark film series and buy a oh. beer and watch a movie. <laughs> so true, so true. Someday, some glorious day, we'll be back. Um, thanks also to the Look and Listen Lottery. Uh, the winners have all been announced. Um, so thanks for buying a ticket and supporting CJTR. Thank you. Sean, um, did I win? Uh, Sonia, we need to discuss this off air. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> but no, none Sad. of us won, unfortunately. Sad. Next um, year. All right, back to Disney Princesses. Um,. Did anyone watch any films this week? We had a very short recording week. We did. Yeah, we're time traveling uh, right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, since since we last talked, I have watched Moana twice, Tangled three times, Cinderella <laughs> once, and Cinderella the live action one once. Jeremy, that's incredible. Yeah. We only, that's, uh, we only recorded like three days ago. I know. Yeah. 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 Homegirl watches two movies a day. What do you think they're about? <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm pretty close to that as well. Tangled at least three times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Frozen, and, we had a little renaissance with. Yeah, and we're we're lucky. Like, the quality of these movies is high. And I remember uh, when we first got Disney+, Plus, um, we were 
they put on The Little Mermaid, my wife and daughter. And uh, I don't know that I've ever actually watched the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I, wow. Up until that point, I wasn't sure. I, I didn't know. I mean, it's not, it wasn't my jam, right? Yeah, I'm a more of Fox and the Hound kid. Anyway. Oh, what? <laughs> Just kidding, yeah, same. What are you talking about? That's because we're anyway, sad losers, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, anyway, um, I remember like watching it. And if there was any part that I thought was kind of like dragging on, it's like immediately done. Like it, it doesn't drag at all. Very well thought out story, like very clear, right? It's for kids, right? So it's, you know, but uh, it's still like at no point in any of these movies am I like, oh my God, when is this going to be done? Um, which is not the case with all Disney movies, mm. I would say. Mm. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I used to watch The Little Mermaid, Like Your Daughter, three times a day and <laughs> my poor parents would just have to like rewind and like watch and probably knew every word to it also mm-hmm. um but yeah it's because it's amazing and i actually i think i told you guys already but i went to see the saskatchewan symphony played the little mermaid and did the entire soundtrack nice. in like january and it was incredible and i had the best time and it really still holds up yeah, oh, yeah, the music is so good. Like, Alan Menken is a true genius. Um, you can't go and, wrong with Menken. Yeah. Hmm? said so you Sorry, can't Sean? go wrong with Menken. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't seen Frozen 2. You mm. all have been talking about it. What, is mm-hmm. there any, like, what? what is its new, what's its thing? Tell me about it. Well, um, why do people like? Why are these kids liking it right now? Well, it's a it's a journey. There's lots of magic in it, I would say, and it's a pretty uh, emotional roller coaster. Like I don't want to spoil yeah. it. I guess true. It's a, you, you it's went okay. to see it in the, the theater. Yeah, the show's called Spoiler Alert. We do it all the time. Okay. Well, I don't know. I I mean, don't spoil it for Sean. I guess <laughs> you can do it. You can do it. I feel like we already spoiled it for Sean. Well, did you tell uh, him about Olaf dying? Like that's so oh sad. no, I didn't. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't. Oh we didn't say that. No. He melts. What does he do? Yeah. He like he, all his particles float away. He it's fades. So sad. Yeah. It's so wow. sad. I cried and cried. I, I cried a lot. <laughs> wow, I thought but they were trying to make this a franchise. But he comes back. He comes. Back. He comes back. Yeah, oh. it's a Disney movie, Sean. Come on. Elsa be kind of yeah. becomes. I don't know, like. A goddess in a way, yeah, something like that, yeah, or like a like a like a conduit of 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 magics, right between two worlds, yeah. yeah, yeah, and then Anna becomes the queen, yeah, yes. So that part's interesting because is that the first time that a Disney princess has like abdicated? I want, I think so. Probably. There's not a lot of prison <laughs> Disney queens. However, however, I will put a I'll put an asterisk on this. Uh, uh, neither Anna or Elsa are on the list of actual. Oh, right. Yeah, not not uh, not to rain on parades here, but uh, technically oh, my parade. Speaking, oh, it's so wet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, yeah, I guess this is the first instance of a Disney queen. I think so. Everyone, else, they showed us the parents dying in a very. Tragic, climactic way, way yeah. in the very first film. So, actually, that's also a very good point. Like all of these parents are the the saddest people on the planet. Yeah, like no parent has truly made it through this 
Belle's dad, I guess, is probably doing okay. Yeah, he's well, fine. Well, maybe the princesses the... have two parents, do they? It's what, all Merida? Like... Merida. Well, the... she has yeah. a dad Rapunzel? and a bear. <laughs> Rapunzel does too when she refines them. Oh, I was yeah. like, Rapunzel has like a psychotic like yeah. prisoner. She, refi- she finds them in yeah. the end, yeah. Mo- oh. Moana has two. Moana, yeah. A lot of them have two. Yeah. I don't, okay. I don't know what Snow White's deal is here. Yeah, oh yeah. What is Snow White's deal? Snow White? Snow White. Uh, is she even royal? Well, she, has, she has an evil stepmother. Yeah, so she has a father. True. Yeah, well, but he does, right? So. Probably oh, by right. the hand of the evil right. stepmother. Yeah. I haven't yeah, yeah. watched that in a minute. Who's your guys' it's... favorite dwarf? Not the... You know, we're talking about dwarves. Ew, I thought you were going to say favorite villain. I don't think you're going to go dwarf. (laughs) (laughs) I told Uh, you guys I'm in a weird headspace today. It's it's Doc. It's Doc. It's Doc, yeah. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, But with like a Uh, dopey dopey rising, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know what was cute is Sneezy. Yeah, Sneezy. Not in this economy, though. (laughs) (laughs) Sneezy's out. (laughs) Sorry, Sneezy. Do you know who I've always kind of liked is Grumpy Edge. Same. Oh yeah. Because he then he when he warms up. He's mm-hmm. Today, Sean, I'm a uh, sleepy sun, grumpy moon, uh, dopey rising. <laughs> <laughs> dopey rising. God. Be, um, there needs to be an app where you describe yourself as a dwarf. Yeah. You know, every three hours. Does anyone have any closing remarks on our on our princesses? And uh, a, a little button on anything. I, I have I have two things that I would like to say. Uh, I'm gonna just climb up on this soapbox here, and uh, make make my demands. Uh, this this will bleed into another thing uh, in, in our future episodes, but the first thing won't. So number one, uh, I was not able to finish Pocahontas this week, but I watched most of it, and I think that we are in a world where it's time for a reboot. And I think that if you put the proper people in place, it could be really something good. Mm. I I think that I think that if you essentially like actually engaged those communities and told a whole new story based around that character, fictional, I don't care. Make it a new character, I don't care. But I I think that there is opportunity to make something great, like for an yeah. indigenous princess. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's tough because. Colors of the Wind is one of the best Disney 100%. songs ever. Yep. And it's just like, I feel like, um, you know, the, not the right people sing it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah, I would like but, to see it come back and better than better than ever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be about colonization. It, like they can they can do with it whatever they want. But I feel like. There is there is now space and hopefully understanding for something really different that I think would be really great. Yeah, I I hope that that's like the direction that these Disney movies continue to go in mm-hmm. is like reckoning with some of the stuff that they've gotten wrong yeah. in the past. I mean, we've talked before about how it is like it's absolutely driven by profit. It's not driven by their desi- their desire as a corporation to do the right thing. But I still think the end is good. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I agree. I mean, I agree to a degree, although I think it would be complicated. Um, one thing is that my sort of like feminist analysis of Disney princesses has shifted a lot over the years because I think I kind of went through a period as a like 
kind of blossoming feminist where I was like, oh, okay, these things are bad because these women fit these stereotypes and it's like too focused on beauty. And then I've kind of come around to like, actually, how amazing is it that like my generation and people my age grew up with all of these stories centered on women who like, and like their hopes and dreams and they, you know, aren't diverse in a lot of ways, but in terms of like, you know, their personalities and sort of their like points of view, they are kind of diverse. And so I think there's like some interest, like the feminist critique of Disney princesses is a lot different than I sort of used to think is I guess Mm -hmm. my button. Yeah, I would definitely agree with you on that, Sonia, as well. And I think adding the other layer of the parenting on top, whereas Mm. I would say 10 years ago, I would have been like, never, ever would my child be a princess kid, you know, where when you kind of step back and just let your child discover things, like good things, bad things, you know, stories... It becomes less about the actual story and more about the discovery and the thinking about other parts of it. And it's not necessarily Mm -hmm. a bad thing to watch princess movies and enjoy them. It's, it can be a learning experience and there's good stories there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, agreed. And Margaret is the biggest princess queen uh, ever now also, which I love. (laughs) <laughs> like literally wears gowns <laughs> i love it i love it so much uh my my daughter wears her her clothing of choice is a dress and whenever she puts a new one on she twirls for about five minutes before we get to start our day i love it and She's that's the thing is like i also want children to embrace those aspects of femininity and i think part of like the sort of Disney critique of old is also like some internalized misogyny at play, like this rejection yeah. of the feminine and the like princessy. Yeah. Yeah. The and so I really like that. Thing. Exactly. Pink shaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All but. right. Well, farewell, Disney princesses. Goodbye. Um, this is a, this is like the beginning of a bit of a delve into Disney plus, I think a several week mm-hmm. delve. Yeah, it is. Everyone knows I've been knee deep in it and it's just a great, uh, a lot of good content, a good feel-good content. So we'll be doing a few more of those this this month. I haven't done the Disney Plus thing yet. Oh man! Oh, it's worth it. It's Ugh. you've got a lot of stuff on there. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff you don't like. You're like, how do they have this on here? Yeah, and then you realize they bought like this small subsidiary of Fox along with Fox, and it's just like, oh my god, mm. it's endless. The Disney Vault, uh, you know, dumpeth over with uh, options at this point. And it's only going to be more and more. more, uh, and more. Um, all right, you guys. What you been watching this week other than princesses? Who wants to go first? <laughs> no one, um, apparently. I will say I watched the second season of Making a Murderer, and I think I'm mm. a little behind on that been out for a while probably. oh i never actually good. watched the second season i haven't either um it's kind of depressing honestly yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know um, if i would recommend it actually but yeah well, once you're in you kind of have to finish it but is it just like i feel like i just want to know what happens to brendan Dassey. that's the worst part oh god mm. okay well well okay but there he's <laughs> anyway just, I would he, say just Google it. Just Google he it. He just wanted yeah. to watch wrestling. <laughs> he guys. just wanted to watch wrestling. I hate it. He just wanted to watch it. Oh, God. He would have said anything to go back and watch wrestling. Come on. 
Um, that's, no, that's, that's a tragic story. I've been in what I would describe as a finals K-hole this week. <laughs> so I haven't been watching as much stuff. Um, but I did watch the new episode uh, or like sort of after episode of Tiger King that came out. That was oh, like yeah. a little interview feature with Joel McHale, who oh, like yeah. to his credit, I it could have been worse, I think, if it wasn't for <laughs> Joel McHale's sheer charisma. But that's Why about all McHale there is involved? to recommend it. It's, I don't know. Just I the, think the host. Yeah, they just I couldn't needed watch a host. It. But yeah, basically, I, uh, because it's like because of social distancing, they just shipped them all like iPhones and AirPods, and then like he just like FaceTimed with them. Um, I don't know. Nothing new was really revealed, but some of it was mildly interesting. But it was kind of a waste of time. Mm-hmm. I feel like for the most part, everyone is worse yeah. from everything. Like yeah. no one is. Nothing has been made better. By all, anything that's happened with this at all. Didn't that one guy get teeth? Yeah, John did get teeth. And they looked <laughs> From terrible. From the show? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, I was going to say. They look worse than what he well, had before? It's a flipper, I think. So he has, you know, the like fake teeth, the veneer lisp. Mm. He's mm. got that going on pretty bad, but. It doesn't look like they have like a separation between them. Yeah, they're, it's like... just like. <laughs> oh. <yeah. laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't laugh. Um, Beth is yeah. a real problem, but well, he's Damn. a star now, right? So that's, he's okay. Yeah, like he's okay. He's a star. Yeah, Jeremy. Um, we uh, so two things. I was going to talk about Tiger King, but you did, and Sorry. God, what a hunk of garbage that Joe McHale episode is. <laughs> Speaking of Joe <laughs> McHale, uh, I am almost done. Community. Mm. Uh, it's really like I, I don't even know why I'm watching anymore. Um, when you get like. The people they have to replace the remainder of the cast. I'm watching the last season, so uh, Keith David and Paget Brewster are on, oh, yeah. and I just don't understand what's happening anymore. I I don't. I have no idea. It's just it's just not. It's a totally different show at this point, and I mean that in a negative way. <laughs> Dang, Jared, wish you <laughs> so, tell us how you really feel. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, clarifying. I'm laying it all out here. Uh, we also, for the first time, and I'll talk about it next episode, we got to watch Wally for the first time oh. with a certain young lady in our house. Um, wow. And uh, I forgot about the not talking. I mm. forgot about that completely. But uh, the thing that really amazed me is how well they communicated to a two-year-old. Mm. Like, like, it still works. Everything is still... And uh, I have a Lego Wally that I built... And uh, he's been going to, you know, to bed recently because of all this stuff. And uh, Lego Wally had a little um, plant in his belly that you can take out. So, uh, y- you know, it's it's been... But uh, what she expects me to do is emote with the Lego one as good as I can, <laughs> as good as they did. You know, so she's like, Wally, why don't you say something? And I don't know what to do. I like, I, I'm wa- <laughs> like, Jeremy, this is a time to start your minds, your I know, but, but, but they did such a good job that I like, I can't compete with that. I do Kermit the Frog all the time and I nail it every day. But I can't, it's Wally. I'm like, can we just get talk? an example of Kermit the Frog? <laughs> uh, Kermit the Frog oh. here, Sonia. <laughs> oh my God. That's very good. <laughs> Jer, can you please That's... record me a recording of you saying goodnight to me as Kermit? <laughs> Probably, yeah. Stay tuned for our The Muppets spoiler alert edition. I love. Oh, Sean, um, what about actually, you? Actually, that's a great idea. You should host. You should do a Muppets episode, and you just host as 
as Kermit. Um, I watched um, Pippin, which is a musical by Stephen Schwartz. uh, And Bob Fosse does the choreo. Um, It's like one of those 80s musicals where it's like, what is the plot? There's not really one. It's like about a traveling performance troupe in like the medieval ages telling a story about um, Pippin, who's like a prince and just like searching for the meaning of life. Um, so yeah, very, very thin plot, but really incredible performances. And this very like um, a famous Fosse, like uh, dance sequence called the Manson Uh-oh. Trio that I was like very shocked at. It was really good. Um, and also a gal named Cheetah Rivera is this like scheming, uh, sexy wife and mother. And, uh, and she played like the original Velma um, in Chicago, and she's just like is a Fosse gal, and she's great. And so yeah, that was what I watched this week. Cool. Love it. Um, anything else for from you guys? What any hopes to watch this week? What were we, what were we doing next week? It was Disney's live action stuff. I think are we doing non princess animated films? I think I think that was the plan. Yeah, let's do that. I'm gonna mm-hmm. rewatch Wally and I'm gonna cry my eyeballs out. That's my prediction. Why would you cry? They're at no Isn't it point really is sad? Wally sad. No. Come Isn't on. he sad about being alone? He is, but it's so endearing. But and then he's got his, his roach friend. Will it yeah. make me okay, will it make me sad slash scared about the environmental collapse of our earth? I mean it's definitely possible, but this whole COVID thing has <laughs> yeah. given the earth a moment to to reclaim itself. <laughs> and I, apparently the uh, the the natural effects, like the environmental goings on right now, are like exponentially better than they thought would actually happen. So we might like buy ourselves a bunch more time, you know, from smog things just because wow. people stop driving and stuff, right? Wow. Wild. It's almost yeah. like what we it... could make these changes in our everyday life. It's, it's almost it's almost <laughs> like it's almost like it took a week and everyone was kind of happy about it. Yeah. Wow. You know, but. Uh, who knows? Maybe uh, in 20 shows from now, we'll talk about it when we go back to the studio. Well, you guys keep your damn liberal opinions to yourself, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd like to thank Saskatoon's The Garys for use of their song Manituna for our theme song. Thanks for our wonderful guest, Jen Cooper, for joining us today. Um, thanks to everyone at CJTR for all the work they're doing, keeping this train going during the quarantine. Uh, the show's broadcast Wednesday at 6, Thursdays at noon, and is available as a podcast on the CJTR website. Spotify and Apple Play. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so give us a follow and have a good night. Bye. 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 Bye.